0: I'm Dr. Gene Hemsler, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgene That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, January 4th, 2020.
1: The economic health of this nation has been.
0: More essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar. It's a late rally on Wall Street. It's too big to fail. Grow the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talk Money Talk. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Peter Lynch and morning. Shauna Theriot. Good morning. And uh, welcome to 2020, guys. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We made it. How about that? We did. And uh, the market, We don't have
2: flying cars yet.
0: We <laughs> Isn't that the Jetsons? It was you, like 2020. You don't have a flying car?
2: Oh. Wow, Uh, Sean, get with the times. I'm such so (laughs) 1900s. Of course.
0: (laughs) I hope you enjoyed your ride in on your wagon today. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Anyway, we got some awesome numbers in 2019. I do want to look back just a little bit. I know we've uh, talked this, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks of the year. Um, S and P 500 finished. 2019 with a gain of 30. T- uh, nah, nah, nah. Let me 31. get it. 31.48%. So Look we're gonna that. do that
2: in 22, right?
0: No, that's not common. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who've uh, listened for very long and all, um, you know that we talk about it all the time. Our average annualized return in the S&P 500 since long, long time ago, almost a hundred years at this point uh has been ten and a half percent thereabouts mm-hmm. um and uh when you have a year like two thousand nineteen you wonder what in the world but yep. uh you know you we we did come into two thousand we kind of limped into two thousand nineteen we did mm-hmm. lose four point three seven percent in two thousand eighteen, and most of that was due to a downturn that we had in October, the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. yeah it was mm-hmm. started Since september September twentieth. And market fell through almost Christmas to, uh,
2: And people started December getting worried 24. that that was the decline, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And then, look, yeah. what if
0: you would have exited?
2: So that's oh, why yeah. you not market time. No doubt. You would have missed 30%. Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: you know, we... Perfect we, example. Exactly. Yep. We rebounded uh, significantly in 2019 and uh, hit new all-time highs uh, just in the last few weeks of the year, in fact. And uh, if you... <laughs> This one is really tough for me, but information technology up 50.29% <laughs> in 2019. It what dot com, right? in the world? I mean, it's, it <laughs> kind of yeah. felt like it for times. Uh, you know, the, the information technology was the, uh, the winning sector of the year. Communication services, which got changed in the year as well, uh, mm-hmm. was up 32.69. Uh, market average right at it, a little better. Financials up 32.09%. Industrials up 2932 Real estate, of all things, up 29% wow. in 2019. You believe Amazing. In that? Consumer discretionaries up two, uh, 27.94. Consumer staples up 27.61. Utilities up 26.4%.
1: <laughs> I just what? laugh no. at this. I laugh. I, I, well,
0: I, I, why, I, Peter? I, I love it. Uh, I'll take who it. Who doesn't? I'll yeah, take it. Why not? Utilities up twenty six point four, materials up twenty point twenty four uh, point five eight percent. Healthcare 2082 percent. So, uh, one of the big laggards, right? Twenty point eight two percent. Energy was up almost the uh, long term S and P five hundred average, just a little better, right? right. Eleven point eight one percent, and it's the the dog in the in the whole mess, right? <laughs>
2: Sounds terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, what a year! Um, I mean, you know, if you if you invested, uh, it, it was a great time. If you weren't invested, ouch! I mean, it's not likely that we're going to have another one of those no. uh, right. anytime soon. No. It, no. We had what 2013 right. was it? We had a 32% gain yep. in the S&P 500. We've had a, a loss or two since then, and. uh it's just not it's just not a common year, but um for those who um, who were invested, enjoy for those of you who weren't, hey, let's talk about it, yeah, yeah we Absolutely. can always uh we always encourage people to invest now over the last five days, the last week or so of the year, um I always like to look at the last week's numbers market's up 031 percent we always you know close out the show saying market up or down this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm the broken record. I always <laughs> say it's up. So there, I've spoiled the ending for you, but uh, <laughs> uh, you can still listen in and see what Shauna and Peter say. Um, but uh, information technology finished in a strong way, up 1.27% Shocking in the right. last five days of the of the year, and that's including a couple of holidays, right? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Industrials up 062 Materials fell 1.09%. Consumer staples were down as well. 0.88%. So um, we had a, a pretty reasonable split. This is more what you expect. When the market goes, goes up significantly, uh, you usually see those bond proxies. And when I talk about bond proxies, it's those, um, those um, equity sectors that are actually rate sensitive. So it's going to be utilities and uh, consumer staples and not so much materials usually but real estate, real estate. <clears throat> and and healthcare is usually one of those staple like industries as well it's one of those uh you can think of them as something that you're going to spend your money on no matter what the economic conditions are you might not go out and buy a new car or um you know spend a lot of extra money on fancy things that uh, are wants more than needs but healthcare you know utilities and um uh, consumer staples are always going to be right there. You're going to spend your money to make sure you got Toothpade. paper towels yeah. and you know toilet paper in the house and toothpaste, as Shauna said. So anyway, all right, we uh, got a little bit of other information out uh, economically in the week. Case-Shiller Home Price Index uh, told us that um, this is the 20-city uh, index that increased by 0.1% in October. There is a pretty significant lag. Uh, In these numbers, 2.2% from October of 2018 then, and uh, the year-over-year gain is almost unchanged from September, which recorded 2.1% appreciation. So uh, kind of a laggard number, but we do watch it pretty closely. Conference Board, Consumer Confidence, and honestly, this is the key to everything that's going on right now. The index fell from a revised 126.8 in November, to a 126.5. It's a minor decrease. Um, the the consumer is still feeling pretty doggone good, and um, that is the the driving force for most of our economy. As long as the consumer feels good, consumption's about 70 percent of the U.S. economy, and um, you know as as long as uh, consumers stay in that uh, positive mindset. I think we're going to be all right. Uh, jobless claims, and this plays into it as well. This is a relatively short-term, week-over-week uh, week number, um, but unemployment benefits, uh, insurance benefits declined from 224000 to $222,000. is a little uh, too frequent to, to put a whole lot of stock in this, but we look at the four-week moving average for a little better information. Um, and it uh, rose slightly uh, from 1.7 to 1.71 um, over the last four weeks. So, uh, uninsured or the insured rather, unemployment rate held firm at 1.2%. Uh, the overall unemployment rate is still at about 3.5%. Um, ISM manufacturing index: We see uh, data that's still showing this uh, struggling. Uh, the survey slipped from uh forty eight point three to forty eight point one a minor decline, but a decline nonetheless and anything below fifty is kind of contractionary meaning it's not growing it's shrinking uh not good news and and that's been a similar story for how many
2: quarters has that been now three
0: it's been oh, you asked that i'm Sorry, I'm thinking more than months spot. but it's uh no, it's fine uh, it's it's at least six months okay. i think we've been struggling on manufacturing and uh, a lot of this gets tied back to uh, the trade war that we've dealt with for, for about that same sure. period of time. There was a little bit of a lag until we started seeing manufacturing numbers come in, a little bit weaker. Um, if you look at interest rates, man, are they ever low. Two-year mm-hmm. Treasury rate fell 7 basis points in the last five days to 1.56%. The uh, five-year Treasury rate declined 6 basis points to one66 The 10-year is only 1.87%. Uh, We've seen that as low as, uh, I think, 1.24 in the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. Um, But news, uh, economic news, has gotten a little better. So we see um, it's usually a sign of growth when you see the 10-year grow, especially. Um, And and that's down two basis points to 1.87. 30-year Treasury rate increased two basis points, so whopping two basis points, 0.02% to uh total number of 2.34 percent so uh there you have it uh 30-year mortgage is um it's up pretty significantly 18 basis points to 4.03 quite often you see that move as a uh, um, as a uh indication of demand in in mortgages so you know it's not real surprising during the holiday season you don't see too many people that are pushing to sell their house but um that's 4.03 percent is still a pretty significantly low interest rate. If you hadn't, um, if you haven't refinanced your house and you could do so, then I would still say you know you might give it a minute. But uh, you're going to be able to do something with it.
1: Great time to borrow money,
0: no doubt. All right, stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll have a dog of the week when we come back.
2: I only got $20 in my pocket. I'm, I'm looking, looking for a comer. This is a You ain't a hound dog. This
0: is the dog. The dog of the week. All right, I got a dog of the week for you this week that might... uh I, you know, it's still topical. It's a little bit past its date, but uh, it'll also probably tell you what uh, I'm going to give you for Christmas next year. So oh. So listen up. Uh, you, you better you save must your money. You remember this.
2: I like big presents. I'm just kidding.
0: Well. <laughs> so uh, there's an old tradition that I never knew anything about, and I, I love to spread the word like this. So um, basically, don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but... Uh, It brings good luck if you wear red underwear on New Year's Eve. (laughs) Ever heard that? I mean, in the South, we black-eyed peas and collard greens. And, uh, you know, it's uh, just another one of those things. In Spain, they always want to consume 12 grapes, one for each I did that. Yeah? I did that. Did you? No. The 12 grapes. Yep.
2: Not bottles of wine grapes. Oh, yeah. Great. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> not, not squeezed. <laughs> not fermented grapes. <laughs> anyway, this is one that supposedly has been around for a for, uh, long, long time. Oh. And, uh, it so is. what does
2: that have to do with my Christmas present? You're going to get some red underwear. Red underwear. Red <laughs> underwear. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, hmm. if I give it to you,
0: well, there's, there's a caveat. That so your wife's going to like, buying <laughs> 100 d- pairs of red underwear <laughs> for all the
2: employees <laughs> in the
0: morning? That would be awkward. That, well, the, the thing of it is... It doesn't work if you use some old underwear. You got to use new underwear. Well, so, I would hope so, so the tradition. <coughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to give you used underwear. Well, thank you. <laughs> I expect you you wear that for good luck. I think that's you might get something else than good oh, luck. God. Uh, oh, it's no. got to be it's got to be <laughs> new and it's got to be a gift from someone else. You can't go out and buy your own red underwear and just wear them new. <laughs> This has to be a gift. So, see, I'm trying to give people good luck. I Shauna's could say giving so many things. I just can't on the air. Uh, why not? <laughs> no way. All right. Yeah. Well, Shauna's, uh, Shauna's... So, did you wear red chicken, underwear? Chickened out. Did you no, wear red underwear? No, I didn't, red red didn't wear red underwear. Okay. Um, that's why I'm saying yeah, I just to found to out about yeah. this. I don't want it to go by so another So, you need somebody year. to buy mm. red underwear for you, too, right? Well, I would hope. You'll get at, I least, mean,
1: you'll get at least two.
0: Yeah, well, I mean,
1: me, <laughs> me and China, <laughs>
0: So I've got two years covered. <laughs> twenty, twenty. Oh, take care i I'm gonna have three years <laughs> of good luck right here. Oh, good. I'm, great. I'll, I just have to buy. Anyway, so. <laughs> I thought that it was the strangest thing, and hmm. and it seems to to uh, harken back to. They're not sure exactly where it came from, but Spanish, Italian, or Chinese cultures all seem to be into this kind of thing and uh they they think that it might have um, had its uh its origins uh back in the days when uh medieval men would would wear a piece of red fabric over their groins while sleeping i mean that's where your <laughs> underwear go right
1: you just wear the underwear
0: uh, well, I mean, I think it was to our pants.
2: A New Year's Eve. Oh no! <laughs> Don't get together over. with Troy on New Year's <laughs> Eve next year. Uh, if
0: you see me at New Year's Eve, <laughs> he's going <wearing> to have two <laughs>
2: pairs of red underwear and with nothing 12 else.
0: Grapes
1: <laughs> and no, Twelve wine. grapes, bottles
0: of I'll just wear them over my pants so <laughs> that everyone knows that that I'm going to be a lucky fool in the next year,
2: <laughs> or a fool. Well, We're I mean, not sure I which one. lucky.
0: I, I'll have red underwear on. It'll be absolutely. <laughs> anyway, it was not uncommon. For witches to cast spells and dampen or kill the fertility of men back in then. It was a common thought, I guess. Hmm. So, anyway. Um there you have it. And uh, and (laughs) by the way There's always twenty twenty (laughs) one. Thank you, Shauna. Maybe uh maybe the red underwear won't Hmm. be needed, but who knows. Um so there you have it. I just thought that it was a real yeah. weird uh, tradition that people uh, I had never heard of, and clearly you guys had never heard of it either, so um, I, I feel like my job here is done. Good. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait till All next right. year. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to my present. <laughs>
1: Open it in private.
0: <laughs> no, well, here's the thing. You guys are, might be a little more perverted than you thought. You could, <laughs> Socks are underwear, too. So if I no, gave you not. socks... No, it it works for the tradition.
1: Does it say that?
0: Yes. Okay. You you think I didn't do my homework now? All right. Anyway, so maybe I can just give you a red pair of socks so Shauna doesn't make pervert jokes about me for the rest of the year.
2: I didn't Uh, say anything.
0: Yet. We're still on the the air. It's clear you've got things to say. Anyway, <laughs> so there. Funny. I'll put uh, Peter down for underwear. Shauna's yes. got socks. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Kelly Lynn. Yeah, I'll talk to you about it later.
2: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, it's not like. See there? Oh, okay.
0: Shauna. That's come it. Come on.
2: That's it for the right. and 60 uh, no. some days. All right. Let's
0: get go. back. It's to Finance. Match. Back to finance. Yeah, it's I gonna
1: like match her face. <laughs> the red
0: underwear. <laughs> Uh, right, right now, maybe so <laughs> all right uh so uh this is a financial show where we like to talk about financial subjects, and sometimes we get uh off on a off the beaten path on something strange but uh, there it was for this week um we have a situation we'd like to talk about this week, and uh it involves a couple um Mike and Shelley who uh, generally withdraw from their tax deferred retirement accounts throughout the year um they often roll their RMD into their brokerage account as uh they don't always need the money immediately and that's a pretty common thing so required you,
2: minimum distribution yeah the yeah. RMD uh
0: and and uh, in December of 2019 Mike and Shelley were traveling abroad and missed the uh the contact with their administrator for withdrawal from one of Mike's 401k's uh, he actually thought he had already taken the RMD, but found out late that he had not. So he passed the year-end, didn't take his 401K required minimum distribution, which uh, is required after your 70-and-a-half. Um, there has been a law change that we'll talk about shortly that uh, that changes that for 2020. But uh, the the question he has basically is, what can he do to fix this? He was supposed to take out um, about $28,000. He missed it. What now?
2: Yeah, I mean, usually, well, it, I think, you know, you, you get a 50% penalty on what you don't take out. So zero yeah, you're tax,
0: is, correct. They really, really, really want to make and sure. And that's 50% that 50 percent 5 5-0. 50% of the amount that you were supposed to take? Or he was supposed to take 28000 that he Penalties. owed? 50% of that. All right, so he he was he's going to be penal, penalized fourteen thousand dollars. That is a huge chunk. Hit. Correct. Yeah, that is a big chunk. Yeah. Correct. All right, so what he's going to owe without any intervention is he needs to first of all.
2: Once you find out that you didn't take it, you should take it immediately.
0: Yeah, that's the, the way. Fix it immediately. Exactly. Right. So, so fix
2: it immediately and then ask for forgiveness.
0: The fact that he's already asking this question means that he found it within just a few days of the year end. Right. He he's, needs to withdraw that money from the 401k where Correct. he missed it, and then what do you do?
2: Well, you, you file an appeal with the IRS and tell them you missed it, send a letter, and there's a form you can fill out. It may be a different form for a 401k than an IRA, so you'd have to talk to the plan administrator about that. I know what it is for an IRA, but not a 401k. But there is something that you can file on the IRS and just ask for forgiveness and tell them you were traveling. And you know if you catch it and fix it, usually there's a reasonable effort to fix it and reasonable request then they forgive you for it
0: yeah i think well i mean they might not (laughs) nail you on this right away but don't take that as as license to just go on and assume that you're going to get missed you will be found and and the fact is if you approach them first i think you're going to be met with a lot more leniency oh yeah than than if you uh wind up having to you know answer to them as to why you didn't do it so Absolutely. um you know if, if uh if anybody uh in our listening audience is, uh is in this situation i would still tell them uh first of all go back and check i mean if you turn uh 70 and a half before last year surely this is not the first time that you've been met with this rmd situation um but if you were 70 and a half last year now there's a little bit of a different situation right
2: oh yeah you have until april 1st to take your distribution anyway yeah. so if you met 70 and a half you t- your first year you have until april 1st of the
0: following year yeah but there <laughs> is a little something if you don't think about it right away you have to take two distributions then in 2020 right because you'll Correct. have to take that distribution for 2019 if you turn twenty and uh, seventy and a half twenty and a half listen to <laughs> it. if you turn seventy and a half in two thousand and nineteen you 'll have to take that distribution for two thousand and nineteen and then one in twenty twenty so right. so
1: it'll it 'll increase your taxable income
0: it will your income is going to increase because of that right. so it 's yep. not always the best way i mean you you can play this game if you think about it ahead of time. Mm-hmm it it might have been you know better for you to wait anyway but um
1: and that that is only the first one every subsequent one then has the to be taken out by December 31st Correct.
0: exactly yeah. so so in the in the case with uh, mike and shelly mike more specifically he's messed up and um needs to fix it right away yeah um and i did make mention of seven so Right. so we've got a new law that just was put into place and Sean, i'll let you yeah. pontificate on that a little bit it, if you it goes
2: into place january 1st so basically historically you have to take required minimum distributions by age 70 and a half so that has now gone up to the age is now 72
0: all right well i tell you what we're uh, up against the break why don't we come back and we'll flesh that out a little bit absolutely all right we'll be right back you're listening to money talk stick around start investing in stocks, you seek investment advice. When you seek investment advice, you go to the internet. When you go to the internet, you start believing all the wacky correlations spouted by armchair analysts. When you start believing those wacky correlations, you start buying and selling stocks based on butter production in Bangladesh. When you start buying and selling stocks based on butter production in Bangladesh, you offend your lactose intolerant girlfriend, who in turn, moves out. When your girlfriend moves out, you can't afford rent on your own because all your money is tied up in the stock market. When you can't afford rent on your own, you become homeless and alone. Thank you. Don't become homeless and alone. Get rid of financial advice from armchair analysts and upgrade to Money Talks. This
1: is Money Talks.
0: We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here with shauna theriault and peter lynch and uh we uh we've been talking a bit about uh a missed ira we uh, would love to hear from you if you have financial questions or or a situation that we might be able to help you with um our question hotline number is 1-855-429-9166 the way it works you call in listen to our recording leave your uh your own question And uh, we play the question on the air and answer right behind it. If you prefer not to talk to our machine, you can call and talk to a human. Uh, The number there is 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. She will uh, be absolutely happy to help you. Um, She'll take down your question and get it to us, and we can answer it on the air. If you prefer neither, you can always email us. The email address is drgene at hensler com. That's spelled d r g e n e at henssle dot com. We also have a great website that we'd love to uh, um, love for you to use. Uh, you can very likely answer some of your own questions if they're broad enough. We have topics, lots of uh, lots of writing and, and information on the uh, website. The website. is address is hensler.com spelled in the same manner h-e-n-s-s-l-e-r.com so when we before the break uh, were talking we uh, we brought up the new law that went into effect. President signed it, what'd you say, Sean? On the twenty seventh of December, it I think was it was sometime in
2: the week of Christmas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So when uh January first
0: basically it does away with the, with the old stretch IRA and uh and causes you to uh to have to pay a little of attention to uh to, to what's going on. We got uh it's the Secure Act is what it's called. So if you hear anybody at a party might be talking about the Secure Act we're about to educate you on just what that means.
2: Yeah, there's there's many changes that took place, um, one of which what we were talking about was the requirement of distribution age being increased to age 72. From, From 70, 70, and and 70, and half. 70 and a half. Yeah. And that right. goes
0: into effect in 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. So if
2: you've already turned 70 and a half and you already started so let's say you're 71 years old and you've already started taking you have to continue taking it right. you can't just delay it to 72 but if you were 70 and a half in 2020 or younger then you can delay it to age 72 now okay yep. all yep. right got a client
1: so that was in that situation we were we had her rmd set up ready to go this year um, but because she's turning 70 and a half this year she can now delay that until age 72.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, and it also impacted uh, inherited IRAs. Yeah, right? that's
2: that's a huge impact. Um, just you know, if, if if you have a non-spouse inherited IRA, in other words, if both spouses have passed, and let's say they leave their IRA to a child, their okay. grown child, you they now have a non-spouse inherited IRA. In years past, the law was written that you could stretch that over your life expectancy let's say somebody's 50 years old, they can stretch that over their life expectancy right? and take smaller increments based on, you know, whatever the tables say their life expectancy is.
0: Yeah, and the tables you're referring to are available on the IRS website. Correct. And uh, basically you take the the uh, balance from the previous year and you divide it by the the uh, years, uh, the table number. Correct. The, it's basically your, your life expectancy beyond mm-hmm. the year. So you're taking a small portion of... Uh, the asset over a long period of time. But they have done away with that now. That's gone. Mm-hmm. So okay. you
2: have, but they, the table's still there because if you already have an inherited IRA, you, your grandfather did in, so to speak, you can continue doing that. Okay.
0: So and it's still, the table's there also for those after you turn 72 now so that you know, or if you've already been taking it, you still know
2: the factor. The
0: factor, correct? Mm-hmm. And okay.
2: you know, most um, broker dealers calculate it for you anyway. Right. But now they change the rule where you have to take it within 10 years. Okay. You can't stretch it over
0: your lifetime. Ten so years, a hard number. No. It's fun, very. It's very no significant. Yeah. You it could have a
1: uh, one a much younger person that's going to be required to take out potentially a substantial amount of money. Over a short period of time, so it could affect their taxes.
2: Well, absolutely, absolutely, well, and many it. of them inherit right. yeah. money in their fifties and their higher earning power, right? So now that it, and it, it, you know the law states the way that I read it, there is no requirement of distribution any longer. Correct. But you have to exhaust it within ten years.
1: Yes. So you could do it year by year, or you could wait nine years so and eleven months. You may want to months wait until you the, retire. Right, during the last month of yeah. the tenth year. Whatever yeah. makes sense. But yeah, it is going to have a major impact. Yeah. Especially so on planning still, purposes. Yeah, you can yeah.
0: still plan a little bit. Like you know, if you have a, if you're a salesperson, a lot of times their income is lumpy. You have good years and bad years. So if you had a bad year and you wanted to take some money and kind of smooth out your income, you could do it that way. Um, the mm-hmm. the thing that I found interesting though, is it's not just for that traditional IRA or 401k that's been inherited. It's also for Roth. Right. Correct. So, so
1: typically, there isn't a required minimum distribution on a, a Roth, Roth account, but on an inherited Roth, there is a required as
0: long amount. as it's inherited by a non-spouse. Correct. Yeah. So if, yep. if it's your, your husband or wife had passed and, and you inherited theirs, the, it continues the as though it rules, were yours yeah, from the same beginning. Same rules are, are still in place, but yep. if it was uh, if it was your your lost uncle and for some reason he made you the beneficiary and you now have this windfall. It's it's gonna have to be it'll be impacted by this new law.
1: Yep, and it's important too, Troy, that that even though there's no tax on that required minimum distribution from the Roth, if you don't take it, there still is a fifty percent penalty.
0: And that fifty percent penalty as we spoke earlier is half of the portion the calculated that amount that you, right half of the portion of the, that you didn't take right so even though there wouldn't normally be any taxable situation on a Roth if you don't take it within that 10 year window you're going to get nailed with a with a penalty yes ouch yeah so uh, so it's wise to know this law and make sure that you're following according to uh, what the IRS has laid out for you, and and uh, the thing that that's still strange to me is you you stop and you think, well, you know, the IRS let me save this money in this manner. It's it's just a a uh, uh, you know they're just delaying. It's a matter of time. They're, it's they're delaying their tax uh, that you pay on this money. They allow it to grow, and you know it it kind of smooths out your income over your lifetime. Uh, and, and on the Roth side of it, you sit and wonder, well, it's not taxable right now. Why? Well, when you take it from your Roth in a distribution, it recharacterizes, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And you pull it into taxable money. So let's say you distribute you know, 100000 from a Roth. I'm just making it up. You put it in your brokerage account money, interest, dividends, capital gains. If you reinvest that, that's going to be subject to tax.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So it's no
2: longer under that shelter. Yeah.
0: But taking it is not a correct. taxable event. Right. Correct. Right? It's just future taxes future growth exactly and income will be taxed so uh that's that's kind of the way that uh, uncle sam's always going to be standing there And and
1: one way to avoid some of these problems coming up is uh if you look at consolidating if you have multiple ira accounts or maybe you have an old 401k trying to consolidate that into as few amounts as possible can help eliminate missing one of the accounts that you were required to take that distribution. Yeah, from. because
2: when you have money in a 401k, you have to take a separate distribution from that. You Correct. can't take it from an IRA and aggregate it towards that versus if you have it all in IRAs, you can take it all from an IRA. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, uh, there you have it, folks. Uh, We've got uh, ways you can fix your your uh, oversight of an RMD. Um, basically, take it as soon as possible. If you, if you did find that you missed it in 2019, uh, make sure that you contact the IRS before they come looking for you because they will.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then uh, you know this new law going into effect is is going to impact the way that uh, that our future looks and in, in the way that we've been able to uh, take especially inherited IRAs, but. But uh, also various other things. So if you yeah, have... Yeah, call us if you have questions. Absolutely. And again, that number is 770-429-9166. You can call and ask for Shawna Theriot, or you can ask for Peter Lynch. Both of those folks who are right here next to me can uh, can help you with any of these questions if you if you have anything related Um We uh, love to get questions from listeners, and we've got one here that I'm sure we won't be able to listen, or we won't be able to to, uh, completely cover in this segment, but we will come back to it. So Amanda from Douglasville has written us. I've been listening for a while, so I'm starting to get uh, the emphasis you place on valuation of a company. What I'm curious about is why I'm seeing stocks listed as overvalued, but yet they're also considered a buy. Is it uh, it the long-term growth potential? Uh, It's a great question. When we come back, we will answer that and hopefully a couple of others. But stick around. You're listening to Money Talks, and we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Shauna Theriot and Peter Lynch. And uh, we've been talking about all kinds of things today, uh, not the least of which has been uh, what happens if you miss your required minimum distribution. I was going to call it an RMD, but I think we do that too often, and, you know, it's not a real descriptive thing. Uh, We also have a question here from Amanda in Douglasville. But before we get to that, let me tell you how you can get your question to us. Uh, You can call our question hotline at 1-855-429-9166. Listen to our recording. Leave yours, including your question. We'll play it back on the air and answer right behind it. Or you can call Kelly Lynn at 770 429-9166. Four two nine nine one six six. Ask for Kelly Lynn or the radio show, and um, someone will get your uh, information to us. Um, we will uh, will read the question on the air and answer it for you. Um, if you would like to email us, you can also do that. Doctor Gene at Hensler com is our email address. D r g e n e at h e n s s l e r dot or you can go to our website and maybe answer your question for yourself. Uh, although we'd love to talk to you, um, you can do it in that manner. That, uh, again, is dot com. So uh, Amanda's question was, I've been listening for a while, so I'm starting to get the emphasis you place on valuation of a company. What I'm curious about is why I'm seeing stocks listed as overvalued, but yet they're also considered a buy. Is this a long-term growth potential? Well, uh, the short answer to your question is yes. Uh, when I get that question all
2: the time. You see, like we talked about, the market's yeah. up how huge. Well, why would I invest now?
0: Yeah. Well, what what a lot of folks do is they see the price move up big and they don't even tie it to anything else. Hmm. A price is just a number until you apply it to some sort of a benchmark or or something. You know, you, it, when you pay your money, you're getting something in return, and valuation is, you know, how much I pay for a uh, dollar's worth of earnings, which is the most common. It's the price to earnings ratio is the best way that we right. uh, generally um, will will uh, value a company. So it's price to earnings, could be price to sales or revenue, uh different word for sales, right? Uh, Or a lot of people will say price to EBITDA, and EBITDA is a strange-sounding made-up word. It's actually just short for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So EBITDA, if you didn't learn anything else today on this show, then hopefully it's that. Well, Uh, and I
2: always tell them, you know, we look at our 10-year rule, right? Right. That is our bread and butter. So any money we project you need to spend from the portfolio should not be in the stock market. Any money Correct. that you don't need can be in high-quality stocks. Right. But even if they're overvalued, so last year you could have said before we had that dip, stocks are still high. They've been going up for how many sure. years? Mm-hmm. Why would I get in now? Well, then you look at, you know, 19. You know what I mean? So sure, yeah. it's up, up here. We don't know what the 32%. market's going to do.
0: That's absolutely right. true. And and we don't really, I mean, every year I'm, I'm taxed with this. Uh, um this effort to forecast what's going on in in the next year and I did that in our last I do not envy you well the thing is it's it's almost impossible to do and I even say that when I'm trying to do a forecast because things happen and a lot of times news drives markets uh you know in 2000 was it 17 18 we had uh we had uh, a a change in the tax laws
2: right uh, those things
0: 18. those things occur and uh it makes companies more profitable uh it makes them less burdened by the tax a lot of that uh a lot of that income falls to the investors so uh you, those kind of human related things we they're impossible to forecast until somebody starts talking about them and you might realize that, uh, you know, this this idea has legs, we, we very likely might see it. But right now there's really not too much of that. So Well, and we um, do believe
2: in dollar-cost averaging if you're moving from cash to stocks, you know, doing absolutely. it over time. Yep. But if you just sit around and wait for pullbacks, who knows how long you could be waiting. And then That's even true. if you have a pullback, you could have a 20% increase and a pullback of 5% mm-hmm. or 10%. Yep. You're, you're still up from where you would have been. So are you really gaining anything waiting for these? pullbacks when you're missing the yeah. upside
0: before the pullback. Right. So and was,
1: so and one even of waiting things. for an election or
0: right. yeah. trade Any, war. Right. Trade. <laughs> well, I mean, you can say all of them right now. We've got all kind of things going on right. in the market and and the economy like I've uh, said even on the show you know, right now the economy looks pretty good because the consumer's doing well. I, the other thing is, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I mentioned it in, in uh, that forecasting show that we had. Um, you know, when you talk about economic conditions right now we've got uh we've got the consumer that's happy and healthy but unemployment is at like record lows it's not an absolute record but it's real close i mean we've right. got mm-hmm. employment that's um, you know we've got more than full employment what most economists would tell you uh is full employment's around four percent it's right now at 3.5 mm-hmm. and i always liken it to playing king of the hill when you're at the top of the hill what direction do you have to go? Right. Down. I mean, down, and that's the only. And so, you know, anything can change. We know that the stock market's volatile. We've got a philosophy built on that. As Shauna mentioned, we we don't try to encourage you to leave money in the stock market that can't withstand the volatility that is that the market is known for. Right. <laughs> so um, in, in reality, you know, you see right now a situation where stocks do look very overvalued. I went through and, and put some numbers to this. The, the price to earnings ratio is the most common way. There's, like I said, various others: price to sales, price to EBITDA. Um, but if you look right now at the uh, different sectors, uh, the overall market is is uh, overvalued by approximately 30% according to the price to earnings ratio, which is currently at 21.15. The long-term average is 16.6. For the price-to-earnings ratio on the S&P 500. Like I said, about 30% overblown at the moment. And this is using the trailing 12-month price-to-earnings ratio. And there is a difference. I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, S&P 500 information technology, we told you earlier on the show, it was up 50% this year. It looks to be about 43.32% above its 10-year average price-to-earnings ratio that's pretty that's pretty frothy that's a, that's a big price mm. uh utilities even which were up you know significantly 20.64 is that what we said peter mm-hmm. something like that uh it's 22.15% premium to its price to earnings ratio this is a this is a sector that doesn't really get too choppy that doesn't no. get too crazy but it it looks expensive um uh, consumer staples, which are another one of those, it's really a stayed, you know, kind of a boring place to, to park your money, but it still makes, uh, you know, for good returns. Um, right now, it's 15.78% overvalued. Basically, what I'm telling you is almost all of the market right now is overvalued. So when somebody's going to give you an uh, a, uh, indication that this thing is overvalued, yet they still want you to be investing, that's probably what you're going to get. Now every individual stock in the market is not valued like this. You know, we're using uh, kind of a broad index, if you will. And and the S&P 500 is broken down into 11 different sectors. And each of those are are broader than obviously an individual industry or definitely bigger than than an individual stock. So you can get out there and find stocks that are reasonably priced uh, without looking at these. Now, the one thing I would tell you is energy right now looks about as attractive as anything that I can see in the market. Um But that's just cuz it didn't have
2: the same run up as the other.
0: Well, factors, it got right? kicked down. Yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. starting in 2014, energy started getting beat down because we had in the middle of of a, a prosperous time, we saw Saudi Arabia decide that they were going to kind of put the brakes on uh the Bakken shale, mm-hmm. uh the production that we saw in western North Dakota. Um, it is the reason that the us is now claiming in uh, energy independence that we can actually export, export mm-hmm. oil uh crude oil which is a brand new concept for the united states and and uh you know the the price on oil has been managed lower uh it it's it's just one of those things one of the other things that i would say is look at the expectations for growth quite often you'll see prices get really frothy relative to um you know they're trailing earnings uh when growth in earnings is expected in the future now i couldn't tell you that that is really the case right now we saw fourth quarter uh, a little bit of a contraction a lot of it was because energy um but we saw a contraction in price in uh, earnings uh, even in information technology i guess the biggest thing i would tell you is be very careful when you're investing right now but stay invested if you don't need the money in the next 10 years best place for it is the stock market. Absolutely. On that note, we're going to say market up or down this year or this week. <laughs> up Sean. Up. up. All right, you know me. I'm always the broken record. Markets up. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week.